0: up everybody we are back finally we've had a little bit of a, a layoff uh, of time just because you know life happens and you know we're, we're back again of course this is 4D you know where we talk about the Dallas Cowboys we talk about the doomsday defense that hopefully we'll have this year and of course we talk about the draft because it's always draft season right. and I am rejoined thank God by my man joseph massey how you doing sir
1: good man good man it's good to be back uh, like you said a little hiatus uh, we took you know life happens you know you, you were busy i was busy uh i was busy with school and everything like that and it just sometimes life overtakes everything and unfortunately you know it, it affects things like this but i am ecstatic to be back and i'm ecstatic to talk more about cowboys football man
0: yeah so man it's So, so we, we kind of had the draft thing go off and then we all kind of just sort of like, all right, so we got, we got some time, um, and OTAs have happened. And of course, you know, before we really get into moving forward from this point, you know, OTAs have happened. And today there was news that Mike McCarthy, of course, called practice and they went off and I think they went top golf or something like that. And, um, it, when, you, when, you, when you went around like the Twitterverse, right, or social media, you, you saw like people freaking out, right? They're like, no, you need to be working at it. And look, I, as much as I agree, like this team needs to make sure they're ready to go for the season, a, a practice or two in June, <laughs> I, I, I'm not. It's whatever. In fact, I'd rather them actually bond, especially after losing talent like they had with leadership that they rebond or reconnect. I'd rather that happen now, right. Before they get to a training camp and before they get to the season that they all start getting along or at least hanging out together. Um, you know, we talked before, before we, we jumped on and, you know, you and I both served in the military. Yep. And I, look, I can tell you we called it rack drills. I don't know what you guys called it.
1: Uh, I don't even know if we had a name for it, to be honest with you. I don't even remember. It might've, it might've had something, but I, I don't remember what it was called.
0: Right. So like PT would happen. And look, when you're in the military, you pretty much are doing PT every day. Right. Like, especially when you're back in the rear, like you're doing PT mm-hmm. every day and it's, you know, you get there at six o'clock in the morning, you start at six 30. I mean, everybody who served knows, knows how this runs. Right. But they would, every once in a while, they would be like rack drills and, The new guys would be standing there while all the guys who'd been around for about six months to a year were like running to their cars, running to (laughs) the barracks rooms. Right. They knew that meant I get the morning off and I'm going to go take a nap or go eat Mm -hmm. or do whatever I want to do. Right. Or sometimes it was IHOP, like everybody meet down at IHOP or whatever it was, Um, you know, and and it didn't it didn't change like my physical fitness it didn't change my preparation for battle it didn't change anything really it just gave me a day off and yeah and so it got guys together and you know guys and girls together it got everybody together to really kind of reconnect and like laugh and joke and not have to be always on point a hundred percent of the time
1: yeah, it's 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 kind of ridiculous when people react like that and like, oh, this one practice is going to be the make or break between them winning a Super Bowl and them losing. And it's like, come on, come on, guy, calm down. It's June. It's not even a full go practice. Like, it's not going to make a difference. Even like more so, like, even when like uh, Romo in the off season would back in the day would go play a golf tournament on the weekend when it was the off season, and people freak out like, oh no, you need to be throwing footballs. So it's like. Really these guys aren't allowed to do anything else other than play football like it's just ridiculous like people just take it like to the the umpteenth degree that doesn't even make sense.
0: But we've seen it right like that's how a lot of people are right because mm-hmm. look it, and I've said this to other people is that for a lo- large group of people, football or fandom fandom in general it doesn't matter which mm-hmm. sport it is kind of their their release it's their hobby it's their their livelihood a lot of them that's what they look forward to right and and look I've been there where that's what you have to look forward to every day and day in and day out right and and that that breeds sometimes to some people this obsession with it that if it isn't to my standard you have to be doing more because I want to be happy
1: yeah
0: And, and I get it because I want the Cowboys to win I want them to win a Super Bowl and I'm frustrated when they don't but by the same token, they're humans, and they have lives and families. And you know, who cares, right? Seriously, I'd I'd be way more concerned if they took half the training camp off. Yeah, right. Like, or a week of training camp, than I would be an OTA in June.
1: Yeah, it's 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 not a big deal to me. And, and most people that know football and understand it and aren't just thinking about it, like you said, from a fandom point of view, understand this and understand it's really not that big of a deal. But it's, it's the off season. It's slow season. It's, it's slow and people want something to talk about. So they're going to make a mountain out of a molehill.
0: Yeah, well, and and look, it, until the cow, I bet you if the Rams went and did this, nobody would bat an eye, right? Yeah,
1: well, they had the benefit of the doubt
0: because they just won
1: the Super. They Bowl. They just won the Bowl.
0: Super Bowl, right? And of yeah. course, what it, every fan wants their team to win the Super Bowl. Um, so, I mean, I look, it's. It, we watched OT. We watched a little bit of the OTAs. I, I have to admit, it was hilarious them trying to kick without a field goal. Uh, <laughs>
1: that pull. was so like they're just kicking into nothingness. Like it's okay. I think. That was where the post was supposed to be.
0: Yeah. That, I, I love somebody wrote the joke. They were like, can't go for three points if there's no field goal right. post. I was like, nice. Well played. Right. Well played. Oh man, it's you know,
1: I don't understand it, but
0: <laughs> right. Well, and then and then they went the other way. And I guess he um he missed the first one and then yeah. uh, made made the second. So, you know, look, it, there's there is some talk that he won't be the only leg in camp. He should um, not be. He should not be, but we've seen them do it before, yeah. you know, we've seen them bring a guy in and not really give any challenge. I hope they do. Um, you know, and that kind of leads us into this conversation of like, look, the next, the next big things are going to be really training camp, right? Like that's the oh, next yeah. really big like moment in football, right?
1: And I will be there. I cannot wait till they come up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'll be at the one when they come back to the star here in Dallas. Um, you know, and it, there's a lot of camp battles, right? Mm-hmm. And, and beyond the camp battles, there, there's camp conversation, right? Because look, we, we, we have the injuries with Michael Gallup. We already know he's going to miss the first two weeks. We, you know, James Washington's in a boot. We don't know what that really is or what that looks like. Yeah. It hasn't been super clear. Um, you know, you've, you've had some guys injured essentially. And so You know, the talk is that they're going to use Tony Pollard more out of the slot as a receiver. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm curious on your take on this, because I wrote an article on Tuesday. You can catch it on um, Sport DFW on Fansided, um, where I talked about the usage of him and that it could go one of two ways. And I want to hear kind of your take on this. So Mm -hmm. one way is, is that they're really going to use Pollard more as kind of like a Debo Samuel thing right Mm -hmm. he's this wide receiver when you need him to be he can be a running back when you need him to be he's a playmaker he adds speed to the team he's dynamic when he gets the ball in his hand in space you can create openings for him or or they move it to where he's a stopgap essentially until Washington and Tolbert catches up and Fahoko gets some some practice snaps and Gallup returns and then they're just gonna pull Pollard back and not use him in the same manner. How do you think that's gonna go?
1: Well I hope it's not the latter because I want Tony Pollard in that Debo Samuel kind of role. Not maybe, I mean, man, I wait, that's what he did in Memphis. That's what Tony Pollard was primarily more so than a running back, a wide receiver out in Memphis. And so the guy has wide receiver skills. You know, there's plenty of film on him going up and getting balls in the end zone. Uh, He played in the slot out there. So he has those skills. He knows how to run the routes. Um, So he is able to play that kind of dual role. And I think that is the best way to go for it. And the reason I say that is because we know the Joneses. We know that the Joneses are saying, run Zeke, run Zeke. So mm-hmm. I want Tony Pollard on the field as much as possible. I want him to get as many touches as possible. So allowing him, hey, Zeke, yeah, sure, Zeke's lined up as the running back. Okay, let's put Pollard either back there as a running back too and go two backs, or let's pull him out wide into the slot. Why not? He has the skill set to do it. So I want, I want Pollard. On the field as much as possible. And I know that Zeke is going to be out there too. So put him in the slot. Let him utilize his skill set because he can do it all. He really can. So yeah, I'm for it. I hope that if they start it, I think it's going to be successful. But I I man, if if we if it's successful and we pull it back and like, oh no, you know, it was it was working well, but you know, we got these other guys back now. So let's let's pull it back. No, if it's successful, keep that foot on the pedal and let it go and,
0: and I didn't want to throw it out there but then I, it made it made sense to me just watching the, the way this team has operated right like in general not not saying anything about Kellen Moore or Mike McCarthy in general just in general how this team has operated there it seems like they're very they talk about players who have the ability to play multiple positions they talk mm-hmm. about it all the time but then what you'll see is is this guy they're like he's a tight end that's what he does we're not going to flex him out to the, to the slot we're not going to put him outside he's a tight end this guy is a running back so we're going to put him as a running back and it's trick plays essentially when they line him up throw him out to the outside like how many times did we see you know, over the last year or two where they'll be like, oh, they split Zeke out and everybody's like, holy crap, they put Zeke out of the backfield. Like, it was amazing to us that they did it, Mm -hmm. right? And and so I I wanted to throw it out there because, like, do we have faith that they're going to let it develop if it works? Or are they going to go back and say, okay, Gallup's back, we're going to throw him on the outside, which means we're going to move Tolbert in Or we're going to put Tolbert on the other side or Fajoco or Washington. I don't even know. Right. And then move yeah. Lamb inside and out. And like, do we see them trying to pull that stunt or are we really going to see Tony Pollard with more touches as a receiver?
1: Dan, the answer is no. Honestly, honestly, like I won't have faith until I see it because I, I'll have blind optimism. Like, Hey, you know, come on, let's do it guys. Let's, let's do it. But the answer is going to be no. How many times Dan in the past have we seen these types of things in training camp? And we're like, Oh man, this looks awesome. This play is working. Hey, Tony Pollard and Zeke are both lined up in the backfield and they don't know which one is going to get the ball. This is awesome. And then you, Oh, Tavon Austin's going to be using that role as a wide receiver running mm-hmm. back. Hey, look, he's getting carries out of the backfield <laughs> in training camp. And then we get to the regular season, and it's like, hey, that, no, that was just fun. We were just messing around in training camp. No, we don't do that in real games. What, what is that? You're, you're not allowed to do that. Is
0: that against the rules? Like kind of like it, last year with motion, right? <laughs> well, yes. It's the most frustrating thing. And I guarantee you, Dan, we're going to get to training camp this year. We're gonna
1: see it in training camp and we're gonna get excited, Dan. We're gonna say, look, Pollard's lined up in the slot. Zeke is in the backfield. CD lamb is over here. Tolbert's over here. look at this looks and they're killing the defense. This is gonna be awesome. and we're gonna get to week four and we're like, why does Pollard have zero snaps out of the slot?
0: And um, look, I, I'd love to see it the other way, right? But like I hate to be that that like, cynical i i've been burned before guy but like i'm we've been burned before we've been burned for a decade on this stuff Absolutely. now granted some of that was jason garrett i get it but my gosh it's like you got to be kidding me when i when i saw it that was like my first i was like oh oh they really are thinking about this and then i was like well and they said the reason. same thing about motion yeah. yeah then i was like well they said the same thing about like motion last year and then by like week 6 or 7 we were like Where'd all the motion go? There like, are
1: these statues out there.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why is everybody just not moving? I don't understand. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that was. I just wanted to hear your, your opinion on it because, like, look, there there's some injuries that this team has, mm-hmm. right? And look, at, right now you're you're entering your first game with CD Lamb Colbert? I mean. He's been kind of nursing something a little bit. I mean, he's be hamstring, but like, yeah, he
1: should be fine. He right. But hamstrings, yeah.
0: hamstrings, as hamstrings, we know, are funky. Yep. Right. And, and he's, he's a rookie. We know how all that works, but like, okay. So you got lamb mm-hmm. Tolbert. Mm-hmm. We Washington. I mean, is, is his foot going to be okay? We, we really kind of don't, don't know if
1: he's going to make the squad, honestly.
0: Right. And, and he could, I mean, he, he absolutely could, but then what are you looking at? You know, this, and these are one of the camp battles I'm, uh, we're talking about. Like, are they going to use the Pollard? Okay, well, that's great. But now you have, who, Fahoko? Maybe is one of your guys. Like, who else would you see at, right now at, at going into getting ready for training camp that you're like, this is the guy that I'm like, hey, this could be one of the top four. I mean, I, look, I love Noah Brown. Don't get me wrong, yeah. right? Like, I'm a big Noah Brown guy. You know that mm-hmm. because he's been reliable. And, and I love the players that, look, you may not be the superstar, but you're available. Yeah. And, you, and when you are available, you make a play.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And so, but then does that scare anybody? No. Does C.D. Lamb, let's just say Tolbert, Pollard, and Noah Brown, let's just say that's your four.
1: Yeah.
0: Does that does that scare you as a defensive coordinator?
1: No, not at all. I mean, Ceedee Lamb is going to get like almost all my attention until Tolbert can show me that as a rookie he can do something. Um, But that doesn't scare me, and I'm actually I'm I. That's why I'm interested in Pollard out there because honestly, outside of Lamb, Pollard's our second best slot receiver, and until Tolbert can really, I would say. Pollard's our second best receiver until Tolbert can show something as, as, uh, as in, in the NFL, obviously he's a rookie. The potential says he's better, but you never know, especially rookie years. Like, so my thing is and I know we I know we're going to get into more camp battles and everything. We're talking about camp battle right now at wide receiver. And I, I'm going to bring this up just because it could be a camp battle, but there's a couple of veterans out there right now who are available who veterans wide receivers who probably won't cost you much that you could bring in and who would start immediately on this team, probably because Gallup is out. Um, I mean, the two big ones that people have been talking about, obviously Julio Jones and Will Fuller. Are you interested in either one of those guys bringing them in and, and, and for camp?
0: And, you know, I know people are going to kill me for saying this, but like, Uh, maybe Julio, but like Julio's kind of not Julio anymore. Oh, he's not. You know what I mean? Um, but he's going to give you at least some, some veteran presence, right? That, that Mm -hmm. he's still smart enough to run the routes, but like Will Fuller's way younger. Right? Like he's, he's 28, I think 29, something like that. So he's younger, right? But then, you know, he's he's also has had pretty up and down career. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's had injuries. He he, he's had a little bit of an up and down career. I mean, you know, he signed he signed with the Dolphins last year and then broke his thumb and then was out for the rest of the year. 2020, he missed what? Five games. Yeah. Right. Like he's effective
1: when he's on the field. He's just not on the field all the time
0: right and and if you're already going into the season with injury issues and not kind of knowing like I I don't know man I'd probably go Julio because I'm looking at two three games mm-hmm. and I think he can give me two three games
1: okay let me let me run down some 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 other names for you okay okay um, there is Odell Beckham jr. out there. But he's coming off the same thing as, as Gallup. He's actually worse because he was in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I think they actually had the surgery around the same time. So they're about the same time frame. So you're not going to get him for week one either. So that's probably out the board. Um, we talked about Julio. Antonio Brown, any interest in Antonio not, Brown?
0: We know he could still play, but he's just nope. got some mental issues.
1: Not, okay, not, so.
0: for, not for a team like this.
1: Yeah, okay. Got it. No, I, I'm with you. So we talked about Will Fuller. Beasley. There's been talk about bringing Beasley. Back. No. T.Y. No? No. Hilton.
0: Uh, now, that's one, I you know, again, though, like, I mean, he's 32, 32 yep. right? So, like, and, and look, you know how I am about the age, but especially yep. at wide receiver, yep. right? Because wide receiver is one of those positions where when you lose a step, you lose a step, right? Like, yeah. it's pretty noticeable when you lose a step. Um, man, I, okay. probably Julio still, probably Julio still. Yeah. Two
1: more for you. Two more for you. Emmanuel Sanders.
0: Man, how old is Emmanuel now?
1: 35,
0: 35. Yeah, no, no, we'll just back that one out.
1: And then last one, Willie Sneed. He's only 29. Not a guy who's going to be like amazing, but he's a reliable possession receiver. He has some speed too.
0: You know, he might be the option. Me, like, and and you know, here's the other piece of this that we we haven't really talked about height, mm. right? It sneed is what is he six foot? I don't even think he's six foot.
1: No, I think he's taller than that. Uh, let me double check on him.
0: Uh, Willie Sneed, uh, they have him listed at 5'11. Okay, okay, uh, and that's pro football reference who has it listed as 5'11. So he's not quite six foot. Now, when you go down the Cowboys wide receiver roster, okay, you have James Washington at Mm 5'11", Jalen Tolbert at 6'1", Brandon Smith at 6'2", you have Jakari Robinson at 6'1", Lamb at 6'2", Houston at 6'1", Gallup at 6'1", Freifogl at 6'1", Fahoko at 6'3", Ontario Drummond at 6'1, Noah Brown at 6'2.
1: Where's TJ Vasher? He's what? TJ there's like,
0: the height. Yeah, there's the, the height. 6'5. Six, 6'5. Five.
1: Six, five. He's the only really, I mean, the Hulk of 6'3, but like the tall, tall guy is Vasher. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, like, do you go a little bit taller knowing you might need that s- size, mm-hmm. or are you okay staying small? Because like T.Y. Hilton is small, right? He's yeah. 5'10. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, Fuller is six one. So I I don't know what the right answer there is, but it's a question I wanted to ask. Yeah. You know, is do they have enough of the smaller guys that, you know, Julio's six three? Right. So now you start getting that height thing. And look, if you're if you're gonna be, you know, potentially without Gallup, who has super high pointability, which we've seen. And you're, you're getting Lamb, who will mo- many people consider more of a slot guy. That outside size might be needed. I, yeah. I don't know. I
1: don't um, know. L- one more, sorry, is another guy. Not, no height. He's 5'11". Adam Humphrey's a slot receiver. Um, he's available too. a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people recently talking about him. That's an option. But I think Julio is my guy, to be honest with you. And I know that he's not who he used to be. But like I said, he's a 6'3 guy. He can play on the outside. He can play physically. And yes, he had a down year last year, and he's been injured some. But when he plays, he can still get open. He can still out physical people. And you're going from Tannehill to a quarterback like Dak. So you're going to have a lot better quarterback play. That can help him out, increase him. And look, this is a guy who we're not looking for him to be the number one guy. Nope. We're looking him to be a two or three and fill in until Gallup comes back. So I'm okay with it. I'm just like, show me the contract.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, what, well, you, and, what is he asking for? You
0: know? And he adds a veteran presence on the outside, yes. which is something this team doesn't really have. Look, yeah. CD Lamb's probably your most experienced guy.
1: Honestly. And Gallup. That Yeah, Gallup. Uh, when Once Gallup gets back. But we're looking like m- maybe Halloween, mm-hmm. uh, late October, early November. Honestly, for Gallup. Now, Gallup might back, come back earlier just because he's forced to come back out there because we don't have anybody. I wouldn't recommend it. Let him let him relax and rest. And then you still have weeks of just getting back into it. You know, like you don't just, hey, I'm back, and I'm as good as I was when I left. I mean, yeah, I mean so, it's possible. But So your like most
0: veteran receiver is Noah Brown at six years.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he was drafted in 16. That's right. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's that's your most experienced wide receiver, like age-wise, right? Yeah. So I, I mean, I would probably add a little bit. I mean, you just lost Amari. Right. You lost a little bit of that on the outside. Somebody who's been around as a number one guy for a minute. I I don't if I'm gonna go, I might, I just might do it. I might yeah. and see what he's willing to assign for. Like one
1: year to... deal and give him, you know, six to seven mil and call it a day because they have not, the face.
0: Yeah, and you may not even need to go that high. Yeah, you, you honestly might not even have to go that high. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think that's, that's the thing. I so, think
1: they're going to sign a veteran. I just don't know who, it was, who it's going to be. Because do you feel – honestly, going into camp, Dan, do you feel comfortable with this wide receiving core and this, I mean, competition at wide receiver um, for camp? Do you feel comfortable entering week one?
0: Not completely, no. I, I kind yeah. of like, because I don't know, like, look, I, I loved I loved Tolbert signing or mm-hmm. drafting. Like yeah. I liked it. I thought it was a great pick. I liked Fahoko last year. I like there's guys I like, I like Brown. Yeah. But when, what you're, what you're talking about now is what does this team really have? And they know they have CD lamb, but I think other teams realize they have CD C. lamb. Yeah. Okay. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. What happened in the – and I know he didn't play the second half because of a concussion, but in the Kansas City game when Amari Cooper wasn't in, what happened? They bracketed CeeDee Lamb, and they were like, anybody else, we dare you to beat us. And couldn't. Nobody could get open. And CeeDee Lamb couldn't get open because he was double, triple covered. Like, they were just like, hey, let's take CeeDee Lamb out of the game, and anybody else beat us, and we couldn't do it.
0: And, and and look, I I would have better confidence if I knew they were truly going to scheme it, right? And and I think that's a piece of this. What we were talking about with with using Pollard, right? Getting Pollard into space is going to take a little bit of scheming, right? It's going to yeah. take some motion. It's going to take some some I don't want to say screens because they're technically you can't screen, but you can. Um, it's going to take things like that to get him open. So. Unless I knew for sure that they were going to continue doing motion and, you know, pick plays and screens and, you know, that kind of a play. Yeah, I, I might feel a little more comfortable about it. But knowing how it has played out over the last, even just last two years, do I feel confident right now? No. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I won't. It just means right now I would rather be, I would rather have some confidence going in. And then look, to your point, you can cut James Washington. Maybe, yeah. maybe Julio isn't the guy. You cut him. Okay, fine. That's great. But bring somebody. Don't rest on your laurels. Mm-hmm. To, when, you're, when you talk, you want to improve the team. Try to do things to improve the team. If they don't work out, they don't work out. Yeah. But sitting there expecting every draft pick to be exactly the player you need them to be. It's, it's kind of a far-fetched thing, right? Yeah, like, foolish. we all know there's there's bust for a reason. There's diamonds in the rough for a reason. There's It's an imperfect science.
1: And that's why, which our team has not realized yet, you can't build a Super Bowl team through the draft alone.
0: You right. can't. Right. And so, look, people will say, oh, look, they signed J. Ron Curse. And, like, there are way more instances in, in a lot of cases of, like, the Dontari Pose or the Keanu Neals then there are the J Ron curses for this team. J Ron curses
1: is very rare. Yeah,
0: that's very that's, rare. Look, Robert Quinn, everybody thought was going to be fantastic and he disappeared for half a season. Yeah, he right. right, they, right they think he was this amazing signing. And look, he was, he was a solid signing.
1: Well, we actually traded for him. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, he was signing as in like acquiring. In the, yeah. Right. Me, yeah. But like it, it wasn't, like, it was a half season. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and and we've seen that repeatedly, where they you, you think you've hit a home run, and really it, you probably hit a single or double. Yeah. You know, um, or you think you hit a home, you, you you hope you've hit a home run, and you strike out. Yeah. Um. You know, and so I I think if they're not going to add major talent, then they're going to have to add volume, yeah. and neither of which they've done. No,
1: not at all.
0: So and, you know, and I add,
1: think they're to be something –
0: Look, and as we're talking the wide receiver core, like and we're talking camp battles, tight end is another camp battle. Oh yeah. Right? Because right now you have the $14 million man or whatever, the $1 million man in Dalton Schultz, right? Yeah. Um, who's unhappy with his tagging? Whatever, dude. <laughs> um, like let sign me for that much. I'll run out there and run around yeah. the field for a little bit. Um you know, and and so here's what you got: you have Jeremy Sprinkle, Sean McKeon, Peyton Hendershot, Jake Ferguson, and Ian Bunting. Mm-hmm. Who is tight end number two?
1: Um, in my opinion, is Ferguson. I like Ferguson out of the draft. Um, he he's a he's a solid blocker, and he was very underutilized in receiving. Um, so. I think he has really good hands. Um, he's not the most polished route runner. He's not the greatest route runner, um, but he, he's, he's good enough. And uh, like I said, he has really good hands. I think he's going to be an, probably not this year, but I think he's going to be an upgrade over a Schultz. He's, you know, he's a better version of, of Dalton Schultz, in my opinion, um, probably not this year, but he'll grow into that. Um, and that's where I'm going. I actually really like Kindershot as an undrafted free agent. It's just so hard when we, I like a lot of the undrafted free agents, so it's very hard to be like, How many undrafted free agents are really going to make the team? I think Kindershot has a legitimate shot at making the practice squad. I think he's good, he's a, he's a solid tight end who can develop really well. Um, but I think if I had to guess, it would be Ferguson and Unless Sprinkle can learn, like, get back to his blocking ways, because he was supposed to be – he was brought in to be this blocking specialist and was really bad at his job um, last year. I, I i don't think he's going to make the team. So, I, I think you're going to have Schultz. You're going to have Ferguson and, and – McKeon? Um, uh, yeah. No, yeah, McKeon. There you go. I couldn't think of his name for a second. McKeon. And I think that's going to be your, your tight end. You might keep a fourth, maybe.
0: Uh, it, depends. It, it, especially if somebody like Ferguson can play special teams or one of the guys can play special teams or split out and do a lot of wide receiver work that they might keep them because if they need that wide receiver help, they may go because these guys are big. They're all like six, five, six, six, you know, they're big dudes. So they may keep one if they play special teams, keep them as like this red zone threat kind of thing. And don't forget, I mean, we got a couple of offensive linemen who apparently can, can run out there, uh, man.
1: I miss I miss Blake Bell. Why did we ever let him walk away? Like solid, solid blocker. Could could he, he was a quarterback in college, so he could throw if we needed to. We never use it, but he could have thrown if we needed to. You know, good blocker, s- decent receiver, very cheap deal, and we just let him walk for no reason at all.
0: It seems to be their mo, right? Um, you know, and speaking of of walking, and you know. Look, Connor Williams, right? Mm -hmm. Another position, left guard, right? Now, look, I think Tyron Smith is going to be our left tackle unless he's just the physical issues take over, right? Yes. People want to argue like, oh, I think it's going to be, you know, this guy or that guy. Look, I think it's going to be Tyron unless Tyron physically can't do it.
1: Yes, it's Tyron's job.
0: Who's left guard? Is it going to be Smith?
1: It's going to be Smith. I think they... In order – we know that they 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 play who they pay and they like to play the draft picks. And, and if, if it's not Smith, we're in big trouble because we just spent a first-round pick on a guy who's not playing. Um, unless McGovern can make a huge leap from last year to camp this year and just totally blow Smith out of the water, um, they're going to give Smith – every opportunity in the world to win that job. Even if McGovern is playing better than him in camp by a little bit, they will give it to Smith because this this coaching staff has shown that they're not that they're okay with playing the, the, the draft picks and they're going to want to justify that pick because it was so highly criticized. They're going to want to justify that pick and if and if he doesn't start that's gonna raise a lot of a lot of hairs. And people are not going to be happy. So I I believe I I think Tyler Smith will be better. I think I think Tyler Smith will probably win the job. Um, But I I think it's his job, yeah.
0: Right, but you got McGovern in there. Yeah, they're probably going to let Farniok get at least a try or two, right? Like,
1: I think he's in a battle for a different for the other position.
0: Maybe, maybe. But like, he's still there, and you know they like to rotate their offensive linemen around in training camp. Mm-hmm. And then you have let's go who's who everybody thinks will take over as the swing tackle, but like, will they try him at guard? I don't I mean, know.
1: I don't, I don't know. I think he's too big for, for a guard.
0: I mean, he's six, eight, right? Yeah. He's, yeah, he, tall he's super guard. tall, but look, Tyler Smith is six, six.
1: Yeah. But I mean,
0: you know what I mean? I mean, if we're, yeah, if we're going to look at that.
1: Yeah. He's tall and he's, he's length.
0: He's lean. He's lean. very
1: lean. And he, yeah. and, and, and the, the the holdup for him at tackle is his strength.
0: So yes. you don't
1: really want to move that inside. Yeah. If, you're, if, you, if you're weak, your holdup is your strength. You don't want to be inside.
0: And right. that's what well, Smith. And experience. Yeah. I mean, he, look, he played for North Dakota. Look, I'm not knocking in North Dakota, but yeah. North Dakota isn't playing the Bama's and they're not playing the Ohio States and they're yeah, not they're playing not
1: the North Dakota State.
0: <laughs> right? Like, I mean, they're not playing these teams. So, you know, he's going to have work. Yes. So so we're thinking it's gonna be Tyler Smith, but if look, I, I think they're gonna let other people try it, right? Um, yeah. which brings me to center. Yes. Right? Because we talked to Farniak. You have Biadish.
1: Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think Lindstrom is also in the conversation as well.
0: You think Lindstrom's in the conversation? Even though
1: he is an undrafted free agent, Chinner. I had a, I think a fourth round grade on him. I do not know why he didn't go ahead, why he went undrafted. It just didn't make sense to me. He's one of those guys where you're like, you watch the film and you're like, hey man, this is this is a fourth round player. And then he goes on draft and you're like, wait, what, what is this? Like sometimes people fall for, for multiple reasons. I think he has really good, he has the ability, but I think he has the mind. More than anything, he, you know, which is very important for the center position that people underrate for that position always. Um, he has a mind for it. So um, I like him. I think it's going. Here's a question for you. I think the favorite, go, like maybe not to start, but my, the guy who I think is going to get it is going to be Farniak. I think Farniak's going to be your starting center. I think he's going to win out the, the, the battle. So if Farniak makes it and they like Lindstrom, do you keep Biotish?
0: So I I think I probably would, right? And only because I think Biotish is one of those, like, if it, look, the rookie wall is real, Mm -hmm. right? And I would probably keep Biotish. Look, you also have MP out there, right? Like they got Mm -hmm. MP. Yeah, yeah. They got Braylon Jones, right? They have Lindstrom. So like, they're going to throw players at it, but only one of them, has more than a year of experience. And so I think if they if they go look Lindstrom, the job is yours, they may keep Beish simply as a safety net. if Lindstrom gets into the three games in and then yeah. all of a sudden looks completely lost, is getting overwhelmed. yeah um, To your point, I mean he has the brain for it, but look, he's also like 30 pounds lighter than, yes. than Beish, right <laughs> and so that where that will wear. On a rookie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know if you cut Biotish, Um, maybe, but you know, when you have questions along the line, you, you're gonna have to beef it up somewhere. Yeah, right. Far- Some
1: Farniak is my guy who I, I'm pulling for. I think he'll win the job. And I think that I think it's really important because when you have when when you have the chance to draft a center like Tyler Linderbaum and you, you pass on it and you go on and you're like, oh, the center might be safe. The center position might be safe. But directly after the draft,
0: the you pick up two guys, <laughs>
1: that, yeah, you pick up two guys. And then, and then also the front office comes out and says, Hey, we really like Farniak and Farniak mm-hmm. is going to get a shot at that starting center job. Yeah. Like that's a wake up call to be honest. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're not safe at all. You're right. not safe. You, you, We might not even be penciling in you as a starting center come training camp. It might be a full-on, full-blown, open competition. May the best man win.
0: Yep, and they essentially have five guys there, Yeah, right? Now, now again, we've seen them move people around. You know, they they tried McGovern at center. They've tried, Mm -hmm. I mean.
1: He's still getting snaps there.
0: And he's still getting snaps there, right? So McGovern is a sneaky pick, too. Yes. Right? Because he might be a better center than he is a guard due to his mobility stuff yes right he might be a better center i don't know but we'll we'll have to wait and see but the offensive line is a little shaky right i think we all know right tackle is going to be steel i don't love it but it is going to be what it's going to be um you know He's right guard right is guard. <laughs> uh, i i don't know uh we'll throw we'll throw some dude out there some guy named martin or something i don't know
1: Zach martin something like yeah, that yeah
0: Dak Martin, Dak Martin. (laughs) (laughs) My
1: my thing is, like, for the center position, it's, you know, obviously that you have to have the physical capabilities. You have to be able to physically do your job. Got it. Granted. You know, Viana struggles there sometimes, but for the most part, he could physically be acceptable to position the problem that I have with him and the reason that I struggle with him is he does not have the mind and the mental ca- capacity as right now to do the job efficiently, in my opinion.
0: When, he doesn't see things well at all.
1: No, he doesn't. When you have your guards calling the plays for you,
0: like that's yeah, Adjusting an issue. blocking schemes. Ad- yeah, adjust-
1: when- that, that's an yeah. issue. That's the center's job. And it's the center's job for a main reason because they're the forward most person though people think of the offensive line as a straight line it's not
0: it's not it's It's like a phalanx
1: yeah exactly so like the guard the right guard if he turns his head left without standing up like he's gonna get like the midsection of the center Mm -hmm. you know and he can't see that full line over there so that center is the forward most position he can move his head left and right and see the entire defensive line see the entire defense and know where the lineup? Hey, I need to make this adjustment. I need to make this adjustment. When you have to have one of your guards do it because your center can't mentally do it, that's a oh. big issue. And one of the—if you remember back in 2013 when Travis Federick came in and immediately was a very, very good starting center. It, yeah, he had physical capabilities, but every what was the first thing everybody said about him? This guy's a genius.
0: Yeah. This yeah, guy he is super yeah, he saw things. Yeah, he's
1: smart. He sees things and he makes the correct calls all the time. Yep. And that's what made Travis. Travis Dyer wasn't the most the physical, most physically best center in the league. No, he was good. Physically, he knew it. He, he he could get to his spots. He could make the blocks. He was good. But what made him among the very best was his mind.
0: Yeah.
1: And we haven't had that since he's left. On correct.
0: Yep. So yep. I, I agree. That's
1: my big thing about it. Get me a guy who could read a defense and who can make the correct line adjustments so that Dak and the guard aren't having to do it.
0: Yep. I completely agree. Right. Because Dak's also going to be looking at receiver routes, yes. coverages he on the outside. So much
1: stuff on his mind. Right. Like yeah.
0: he's looking at where the safety's playing. He's looking at who's shading down. He's looking, I mean, he's looking at everything too. But like for him to now have to adjust. blocking scheme for the center yeah with martin and then oh by the way still make a pre-snap read on the outside all before the the clock goes down like people don't realize how hard that really actually is yeah right um i mean it's it's why there's you know delay of games because people don't see stuff right and they're not like it happens yeah so so offensive side of the ball, I think there's there's definitely stuff they're going to look at. They're going to work on. You know, we could go into like backup running backs and all of that. But I, I really want to focus on the starters. So on the defensive side of the ball, I think there's actually more questions than people realize on the defensive side of the ball. So the first one, of course, is defensive end. We already know Tank Lawrence is penciled as one starter. Yes. What are it? Is it going to be Fowler? Is it going to be the rookie? Is it gonna be? I, what's gonna happen at Edge?
1: Man, I honestly, it's it's up in the air. Like, I don't, I don't have it. I, I apologize. I don't, I, I'm gonna, as Brian brought us, to the, I'll ride, I don't want to ride the fence, but like, I might have to because who is? Is it gonna be Dorn Armstrong? Is it going like Fowler, Maybe you know. I know he's he. He's Played in Dan, with Dan Quinn before, but honestly, he wasn't that great with Dan Quinn. Um, like I know, I think it was only one year there, but still, like, I well, just... I'll,
0: re- I'll read you the defensive ends, okay? Let me yeah. so we'll take Tank out, okay? Because we already yeah. know Tank's the starter, boom, done. Yeah, Sam Williams, the rookie, right? Mm-hmm. You have Carlos Watkins, Mike Tafua from out of Utah, you have Chauncey Golston, who look, everybody thinks is. Is gonna take that next step. We're waiting for him to take the next step. He just hasn't yet. You have Dorrance. you have Terrell Basham and Dante Fowler.
1: Right. I, I mean, it's it's gonna be up to training camp. Does, does Sam Williams come out and start showing stuff right away? And you're like, okay, this guy's ready. I think the leading horse right now has to be Dorrance on from. You know, he's he's had solid camp solid camps. He had a, a decent year last year. Um, Not great, but a decent year last year. Uh, Played a lot more than people realize, Um, but, you know, he's decent. Um, Can Golston make that jump? You know, I I think Watkins will play more inside. Um, But, yeah, so I think Armstrong's the leading candidate. I think Armstrong has – it's his job to lose right now. But we got to see how Golston progresses, because apparently he put on, like, 15 pounds of muscle. We got to see how he, he looks. And then Sam Williams, uh, obviously a second-round pick. Everybody's really looking forward to him. You know, What can he do? What can Dan Quinn get out of him? Because he's got to teach him a lot of things, and hopefully he's with his yoga instructor right now learning how to bend. (laughs) And uh, it's really going to come down to training camp. And I, I think that at the start of the season, if I had to put money down on any horse, it would be Doran Armstrong.
0: And and look, I wasn't a huge like people want to believe in Fowler. Fowler had one really good year, and yep. guess who who what team he was with? The Rams. And, and who's on three. the Rams defensive line? The best defensive lineman in the league, right? Yeah, like
1: three four as the re- outstanding up outside linebacker, which he was
0: right with there. with oh by the way again Aaron Donald. Yes. Right, like okay, <laughs> let's see what he does, but. Um, I mean, I, I probably am going to agree with you here on this one, but man, like to your point, it, it could go any which way, or it could go no way, right? We could come out and Sam Williams looks a little stiff still, or just hasn't quite hit the, they're just, he's not quite there, right? Like close, but not quite there. So he's part of a rotation. You have Golson who maybe doesn't take that step, right? If he doesn't take Mm -hmm. that step now, what do you do? right? You, do yeah. you, Dorrance, but then what if Dorrance turns into Dorrance who sometimes disappears, right? Like, I don't know what that looks like. And so I think that's a huge question is opposite of tank or even depth behind tank. What does yeah. defensive end look like, right? And then moving in defensive tackle. So look, everybody's going to talk about Gallimore and Hill and, you know, we lost Brent urban and people don't want to be like, Oh, look at his, his stats. And look, I'm going to tell you now, Brent urban ate blocks and opened up so many gaps. It was beautiful the way he mm-hmm. held his stuff. Right. Yep. And we lost him and, you know, can the Cowboys with Bohana, Josiah Bronson, Marcavis Bryant, Austin Faulo, Faulo, Fa, Faulia, or however you say his last name. I never get it right, so I apologize. <laughs> uh, Odigizua, right? Ridgeway. Mm-hmm. Now, Ridgeway and Bohana and are are your two big guys, yes. right? They are Bohana, 360, 50, 60 pounds, something like that. And Ridgeway is like, I what, 315, 320, somewhere in there, right? Yeah, yeah. Bigger dudes. But can they be that guy to eat those blocks and help the run defense, which we saw gash this team in the playoffs?
1: So if you follow me on Twitter, Dan, I know you do. Um, But if you're listening and you follow me, uh, (laughs) uh, I'm, I'm a huge believer in Ridgeway. I absolutely love Ridgeway had a third round grade on him and getting him in the fifth is just a steal. In my opinion, he is that guy who eats up blocks, but not only does he just eat up blocks and double play teams, he is very, very good at shedding blocks at the last minute and wrapping up the running back. Who's trying to sneak by, you know, that you, you know, you see it all the time, you know, try to reach and they miss and he, He's really good at shedding that block, and at the last second, so the running back can't skirt or skirt away real quick using athleticism. He waits till the last second, sheds the block, and easily wraps up the running back. He, I love this guy, and he can do that. So I honestly think by middle of the year, you know, you're going to see a lot of Ridgeway in running situations. He's not your he's not a tip he's not a three down. Um, defensive tackle he's not going to give you a ton of pass rush even though he can push the set in the middle of the pocket he can in in situation because he's just a big strong dude and he's violent that's what I love about this guy is he is violent at the point of attack he will pick up and slam a running back into the ground like he is violent and I just love his attitude like he said he came here I'm here to break some necks like this you know so I love Ridgeway bohana i like bohana as well i liked him coming out of the draft last year he, you know he just has to get his pad level down um he's he's too upright sometimes it gets him easy to block if you're you're a big dude and you get upright your pads are high your high level's high and they can get under you it's too easy to block so he needs to work on his technique as well hopefully he does that hopefully a year in, in the nfl on the weight room program helped him i think that that will also help Ridgeway in the future years and it's a weight room program um, but I, I like Ridgeway a lot for that one tech run stopping holding up defensive linemen, kind of feeling that that urban role of just hey eat this double team block so Micah Parsons and Jabril Cox can eat so they can run free and they can flow to wherever the ball carrier is
0: so so you brought up Parsons and Cox right and so Look, I, I would love for them to move Parsons more to edge if they're if they're going to need the pass rush, we already know they're not going to do that. Yeah. So, we're talking, you know, linebacker depth. You already know your you're starting 3, which everybody nobody really loves the Vanderesh. I don't mind it. For what he does, if he can, I am okay he
1: can with it. If we can keep him clean, he can he can do the job.
0: Right, he I don't have a problem can, with that. Yeah. And then you have Parsons and you have Cox. Yep. What else do you have? What if one of those goes down?
1: We're in trouble. Because you have after that you have Gifford and you mm-hmm. have Bernard and that's really it until Clark comes back. If Clark even plays this year, rookie a rookie fifth round pick, um David Clark.
0: You don't even have uh, Bernard anymore.
1: Uh-huh. You oh, have Bernard left at that. Yeah, so you know. have Vandra yeah. Esch,
0: Parsons, you have Story Jackson, the rookie out of Liberty. Yes. You have Devin Harper, rookie out of Oklahoma State. Yeah. Aaron Hansford, rookie out of Texas A and M. Luke Gifford, Jabril Cox, Damone Clark, rookie out of LSU, and you have Devontae Bond, five-year uh, veteran. So
1: – He just got injured. He's, 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 he's career, his season's not – Oh, that's right. His season's probably over. His I
0: season's think. probably over. That's correct. So um, – So, you yeah, we have a lot of rookies. Any one of those. Any one of those starters. And you have Luke Gifford.
1: Yeah. We're probably going to have to bring as a veteran in, honestly. I like Story Jackson, an undrafted free agent. You know, he, he, he has some potential. But again, he's an undrafted free agent. He's not somebody you really want to rely on year one as a rookie. Not likely. Um, I like Luke Gifford, but, you know, he, he is what he is. You know, we, we've seen him for a few years now. He has some talent. He's a good special teams player. He's not somebody you want starting at your linebacker spot. Damone Clark, I think, will be a fantastic linebacker for this team. Once he gets healthy, obviously, we know about his, his spinal injury. Okay. He had fusion surgery. Maybe out for the season, even though they're saying halfway through the season. Even if it's halfway through the season, they're not putting him in there as a starter, Half, no matter what. This season is basically a red shirt. If he gets to play, it'll be a little bit, a very little bit. Um, okay. So, I'm not looking for a lot. So, you don't have depth unless you're looking at undrafted free agents or Harper and – you don't want to rely on late round picks and undrafted free agents. You just don't. We're going to have to bring in somebody of some kind of veteran presence. And when we do that, I don't know. We're past June 1st. We can bring it in without having to worry about um, the, the comp pick uh, formula. We have plenty of cap space. So Jerry Jones, will, I mean, Steven Jones will probably go out there and find the cheapest veteran he can find and say, hey, you want to come in and fill in. And we're probably going to be starting him some games because that's just our
0: luck. Hmm. I, I know a guy available. I'm just saying.
1: Who who's who you got?
0: I mean he used to play here. Which one? Oh come on.
1: Oh, no. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Don't you, don't you even mention his name. I am not bringing uh, swipe 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 back.
0: Oh, that was great. I was just like, how are you not getting this yeah, right now?
1: I, I erased him from my mind, man.
0: <laughs> All right. So, so here's who you have right now, right? Here's who's out there. You have Anthony Hitchens. No, Anthony Barr. I'm interested. Donta Hightower.
1: I'm interested.
0: He's thirty-two, though.
1: I'm still interested.
0: Uh, Joe Schobert.
1: A little bit, little interest.
0: Uh, John Bostick.
1: I maybe I don't like him as a person, but like like I mean like I think he's a dirty player, Um, Mm -hmm. but I would be okay with that depth.
0: So Trevathan is out there still.
1: Danny
0: yeah he's 32 out of Chicago I know right uh you got look I'll go through some names AJ Klein KJ Wright AJ Johnson um Mintner uh god Quan Alexander uh that's
1: an interesting name I'm actually I didn't know he was still a free agent and I don't know Mm. why is did he get injured what's going on with Quan Alexander because just two years removed he was one of the better linebackers in the league
0: so let me take a look here
1: and he didn't have a great the the greatest year last year Mm -hmm. um maybe that's why maybe i know he's getting a little bit older
0: Uh, elbow injury elbow elbow injury injury. yep yeah yeah elbow injury last year um you know look he's had some injuries
1: in his career yeah
0: he's had some injuries he's you know he had the injury where he had the torn achilles In 2020, he had the elbow injury last year. Um, He had the elbow. He had the injury, and with the 49ers, so like he's had an injury history, right? He had a torn pec, but like, do you bring him in his depth?
1: I could bring him in his depth, yeah.
0: But he's been injured almost every year. Like, it's an interesting name, right? Um, You have Reggie Ragland out there, uh, Alec Ogletree. Um, um yeah tj brunson
1: mm.
0: bring bernard back um
1: he's not a special teams guy he's not gonna that's not a guy i want on the field he's too slow uh um, sky
0: Moore. will compton, will compton.
1: <laughs> um yeah i didn't but, even
0: know he was still around personally but you know Yeah, will, I,
1: follow, I follow him on twitter he's actually a really good twitter follow to be honest with you Uh, uh, yeah Anthony Barr is definitely one that I'm 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 interested in uh I think that Anthony Barr still has some things to show you know he can rush the passer we all know that um yeah I I would probably
0: roll the dice with
1: Dante Hightower Hightower, that's another interesting Mm -hmm. one I know he's 32 um but yeah, that's, that's that's actually not a terrible one, to be honest with you.
0: It's one of those, like, I don't know where to go from here, but you need something. I think we both agree you need something. Yeah. Um, what do
1: you think about um, uh, bringing – I know we talked about the – we kind of skipped over, but uh, the edge depth. Tack McKinley was heavily scouted and recruited by Dallas and – we almost drafted him, and he was drafted by Dan Quinn as an yeah. edge in Atlanta. What do you think about – he's a free agent right now. He never developed into what everybody thought he was going to be.
0: But then, then at that point, I guess the question there is, is like, is he just going to be basically what you already have? Probably. I don't know, right? Like, is he, is he going to be just another guy? And he might not be. I mean, you know, look, Nassib's out there, yeah. um, you know, Bars out there, Tacris is out there, uh, Mayoa is out there. I mean, there's there's a couple guys that could probably come in and give you some play. But you know, is he is he the guy that you can go if all else fails? I can rely on this guy. Uh, no, I'm not. I don't that know. I I mean, I'm I'm asking that because. That's kind of where they're at with the team. yeah, right? honestly,
1: they left a lot of holes open because they decided we're not going to sign anybody, really, in free agency.
0: And they really didn't, right? Like they, they didn't. really didn't sign anybody.
1: I think they brought in like, what two, three like yeah. free outside free agents, and that's it. And they're nothing, nobody big. nobody with like, I mean, the biggest name, I guess, is James Washington, who's or Dante Fowler, but neither one of those guys are really like, Oh wow! Look at that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. when you I'm when you consider like, what you lost, right? Like yeah, you're. They, did,
1: they didn't bring any they, – They lost a whole bunch of starters, and yes. they didn't bring in any starters in free agency. Not a single one.
0: Unless they believe Fowler and Washington are starters, which is hey, look. Which we're talking scary. Stephen Jones. We're talking. We know how this works, right?
1: Yeah, no, um, I, I, if that's scary if they're thinking like, hey, hey, these guys are mm-hmm. starter quality players who can replace the starters we lost.
0: And look, Dan Quinn's done some great things. Maybe they can. Maybe they can.
1: But we've lo- we lost two quality wide receivers. Right. And you think James Washington can make up for that when he's not even close to as good as the lesser wide receiver we lost?
0: They're hoping Tolbert hits, I guess. They got to. They
1: got, they and got that's to. the problem, yeah. Dan. That's the problem that we were talking about. You can't build a team through the draft alone. It's mm-hmm. just not possible. Nope. Mm-hmm. There, there's not a team out there that, that wins and drafts just purely based on what they draft.
0: Right. No, totally agree. So, so moving on that same thought process... OK,
1: mm-hmm.
0: cornerback. Okay. OK, and when I say the same thought process of they didn't really bring anything in. Right now, granted, they didn't really lose much. right? they they didn't. Um, they kept, you know, Anthony Brown still here. Um, you know, we already know Diggs. Is, Diggs and Brown are probably penciled as your two starters. Right. I would say you're probably right now penciled your yeah. two starters. They want Kelvin Joseph, but, like, let's be honest, Kelvin Joseph has some issues going on. Yeah. Um, you got Jordan Lewis as your slot guy, which you know I'm not the biggest Jordan Lewis guy. Yeah. That means you're hoping Nation Wright has developed. You're hoping Isaac Taylor Stewart, the the rookie at USC, Quandre Mosley, C.J. Goodwin, who we all know who, which C.J. Goodwin really is at this point, Teams. Kyron Brown, Deron Bland. That's your cornerback. Mm-hmm. So, so your top three. I'm a if Kelvin is what we we hope and he plays and everything goes smoothly. Your top three are probably Anthony Brown, Kelvin Joseph, and Diggs. Obviously,
1: yeah. You're looking at a solid starting three. Solid with a really good. Number one, a mm-hmm. good number two, and a uh, slot guy, mm-hmm. and then you got get pieces that you hope develop, like Nishawn Wright. Um, Isaac Taylor Stewart is better than Bland. Bland was the draft pick, but I'm telling yeah. you right now, mm-hmm. Isaac Taylor Stewart, as an undrafted free agent, he's better than Bland. I like Isaac He's If he's on the field year one, I'm not liking it. He's not ready. I will grant you that he's not ready. If he's – if we're forced – if we're being – I'm one of his biggest fans coming out of the draft, but if we're forced to play him year one, we're in trouble because he's just not ready. He's not. Mm -hmm. You know, and so the depth behind Wright, if if we're comfortable with Wright, the depth behind Wright is a little bit scary. Because there's just a not a lot. We have to hope that Diggs stays healthy, that Anthony Brown stays healthy, and that Jordan Lewis stays healthy. Because Kelvin Joseph, I don't know what's gonna happen with Kelvin Joseph. Because if Kelvin Joseph, if no suspension, no nothing bad happens to Kelvin Joseph, and he's good to go, he's good to play, I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable because I think Kelvin Joseph can battle Anthony Brown for that number two slot uh, that number two cornerback, which then if he wins, that is great because then it puts Anthony Brown in the slot where I think he's actually better than, and then the, I it, think the it
0: upgrades. Cornerback. Yeah.
1: I think it upgrades two positions because you got this, the outside cornerback upgraded with Joseph. And then you have, if, if if he can beat him out and then you have the slot upgraded with Anthony Brown, where I think Anthony Brown is more natural slot cornerback. So that, that's why you want Joseph to develop and be uh, and win that battle. Um, we said it. We said it multiple times last year. Now, can he? We don't know. Will he be able to? Because there's off the field issues. We don't know. So it's a big question mark, and that's where it leaves a lot of like, ugh, what's going to happen? What,
0: you know, if, Which is it, why it's a camp battle, right? Exactly. Because we just don't know. Um, we just don't know.
1: If they come out and they say you're suspended for eight games, or you're suspended for sixteen games, or whatever. You know, like you're. He could really not be
0: suspended. Like that's yeah. fine too. It,
1: yeah, that, it, yeah. But you're really thin if he's if he's suspended for a, a certain amount of time because then you cannot have an injury. You just can't.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So your last position, safety. You got. I think your starters today are Malik Hooker and Jaron Curse. Yes. I think that's your starters. But look, you have Marquise Ball who. Bell, who people seem to like, right? People like, love yeah. people love him. Um, we haven't seen him in training camp, we haven't seen him in a game situation, but you seem people seem to like him so far. Uh, you have Tyler Coyle, mm-hmm. uh, Mukuamu, who again you're hoping develops, right? Yes, um, you have Junea Thomas, uh, Ye- Yon- Thomas, rookie out of Georgia Tech. Uh, you have Donovan Wilson,
1: yeah,
0: so. I think Jaron Curse and Lee Cooker are your starters. What happens behind them?
1: Well, here's the thing. You, you, you're going to have a lot of uh, big nickel that they're going to run. And that if you don't know what big nickel is, that's when they're going to bring in basically three safeties. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have probably Malik Hooker and Donovan Wilson back. And they're going to move J. Ron Curse down into a more like a, a hybrid linebacker role where he can play the run, he can play the pass guard the tight end they like to do that and jay run curse specialized in that last year he did amazing in it last year and so you're gonna play a lot of that so that's gonna like hey you're gonna have three three safeties that really play a lot so that you know that's a big thing like if an injury happens what do you do now behind that behind donovan wilson what is there um like you said a lot of people like bell another undrafted free agent the Cowboys seem to really like him because they paid a lot of money to bring him in uh, as an undrafted free agent. I believe they, they, they paid a lot of money to keep him out of Philadelphia as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you just don't have a lot of experience and depth there. And so, again, if you're going to play a lot of big nickel with three safeties, somebody goes down, you're in trouble. Um, and, and what do you do there? You don't have any really experience back there anymore. You know, with with KZ gone now, you, you 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 don't have that rotational guy there anymore. So, Dan, I think we have a trend going on here that we're noticing that we have a lack of depth in a lot of areas, and that could have been filled with free agents. And yet,
0: <laughs> yeah, or or the guys that probably should be depth, yeah, right? You could have had as depth but now you're relying on them as starters like we are you know some of the defensive end we've talked about yep. right mm-hmm. so i mean i i think wilson can get pushed here a little bit i think he might get a little pushed i'm not saying he'll be pushed out i'm just saying watch for somebody like bell or mukuamu to push wilson yeah um because look wilson wilson is a a very big hit or miss guy
1: yeah
0: right like he's either at the right spot or the absolutely wrong spot (laughs) and so people keep hoping he's going to turn the corner and not be in the wrong spots very often because he they like him and you know but he hasn't people, shown that so far.
1: People love late-round draft picks that show potential, and he has shown a lot of potential. He has. And there is these, and you know what? He showed a lot of potential at Texas A&M where people were like, hey, this potential, he could be a high mm-hmm. draft pick. And then it didn't really – he got injured, and then it didn't really develop, and then he was a late-round draft pick, and then he showed a lot of potential, and you're like, hey, this guy could be really good. And then he got injured, and then it didn't really develop, and curse bloomed and took over his spot, and you're like – So it's kind of a trend. Yeah, this guy has a lot of potential and he could do stuff if he improves. But we got to see it. And right now it has not happened. So, yeah, he's a big hitter. Yes, he makes plays on the ball. He's, you know, caused a lot of fumbles. He's made some good interceptions. Like he has the ball skills like he can do that. But like you said, he also gets beat just as often. So is that balancing he has to find that middle ground of you know not getting beat as often and, and you know he could be it could help you out a lot more
0: he's also your smallest safety yes which right 10 so, to to injuries, injuries right he's six foot 204 your next guy weight wise is bell the rookie at 63205 mm-hmm. and coil at 61209 yeah Right. Mukwama was 6'4, six, six, So you have some guys kind of in that range, but they have a little bit more height. They have a little more length to them. You know, I, I don't know. I think safety, backup safety is going to be a, a camp battle.
1: Yes. Uh, and, but look for Mukwama. I think Mukwama showed a lot of talent last year. A lot of people thought he was, hey, this guy could make the team. He could, he could, uh, he could make a really good impact. Problem was, is he was like I said, he's a thinner frame guy, six four. I think he said like two o five or two o nine, I don't remember exactly. So he's in there. He's he's a thinner guy. You know, he's a kind of a catch tackler where he kind of catches the guy and just yep. pulls him down,
0: drags him not down. A, yep. Yeah.
1: Okay, he made the tackle, but not the ideal, especially for a safety. Um, so you know, put on some weight. Put on some muscle, hit the weight room a little bit, you know. Get more fundamentals in your tackling because he has the coverage skills. He has the awareness skills to be a safety in the NFL. He just needs to kind of put it all together with the tackling and the physicality side of being a safety in the NFL. And he he he, he, can, he can surprise a lot of people. Um, I'm not saying he's going to start. I'm just saying he could be a quality piece to this team moving forward if he can start to put that stuff together.
0: And and that's going to be the question: is is depth there? Like I yep. again, I think as long as Curse and Hooker are healthy, they're, they're your starters. They're your yes, obvious absolutely.
1: starters. And and Curse, and if he can repeat the way he was playing last year, and if Hooker can continue to progress in his comeback and play like he played last year with not only coverage, but playing down in the box, some um, making tackles, tackles for loss. You have a very, very good safety duo in the NFL right there.
0: Yeah. I think they're, they're extremely solid. It's just the health is always going to be the question with yes, them. Especially. Hunter, yeah. Yeah. Um And then one guy I do want to kind of throw out there because we never talk about him. I do want to say, this year from mexico I, I would love to see it that guy has such a great story and he loves cake so yeah <laughs> I, <know. love> <laughs> I love
1: cake yes
0: definitely. i love cake yeah yeah, yeah I, would be great I, how can you not know? want him anyway i hope he yeah I hope he does. And look, he showed some stuff in preseason last year. So anyway, I wanted to bring up Alarcorn because I think he's a fun topic, yes. and I, I like cake too. So
1: Yes, we we do. I like cake too. I, I, I'm a fat boy and I love cake. Um, <laughs> so I do want to I do want to get into the. I feel confident in our punter position with resigning anger. I'm I'm good with that all pro. But we talked about it a little bit in the beginning, but we didn't really talk about. I, mean, I know we don't have depth right now because we let um nagger go mm-hmm. um but the undrafted free agent kicker from texas tech i is it garabi i'm not even sure how to
0: uh, I, think it. I think it's garabay i think it's garabay okay garabay
1: man we're gonna have to bring in somebody to my voice just squeaked so i do apologize but we're gonna have to bring in <laughs> somebody to uh to compete with him because undrafted free agent kicker we don't know how he's going to be yes he's made some solid kicks in college but at the Texas Tech um it's different ball game I know a lot of great kickers have been undrafted before it's fine I'm not worried about that that's not the big issue it's we got to have somebody there's got to be somebody who can compete with him because you don't know who he is you don't know how he's going to react so I'm worried about the kicker position Dan because we don't know what we got
0: but right now, here's what's sitting out there. You still got uh Hadrilla Liram.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: You have Liram out there. I think you can bring him back. Yeah. Um you got uh Amandola, Matt Amandola, you got Wright, Ficken, Bagley, and Nagger. That's it right now. That's the 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 free agents at least. So I mean, I would probably bring back Liram.
1: I, I, yeah,
0: or or Nagger, or I I don't know Amandola, one of them. Just bring one of those kickers in and at least Impressive try moment. it. Yeah. yeah, right. Look, we we know at least Liram has kicked a little bit. <laughs> yeah. He knows the team. Like, at least bring him in for a camp battle. Um, you know, they look. There's also guys in the Canadian League. I don't always keep track of the Canadian League. There's guys you could bring in. I agree. You need at least a camp leg, another camp leg. Yeah. Um, How that plays. I don't know, Um, but you, I, I agree. You have to bring somebody in just to just so you have a rookie who you aren't making kick a gajillion times in training camp and then heading to the regular season. Like you can't expect that to go well.
1: Yeah. I just miss prime Dan Bailey, man. I, I miss not having, Oh, we're lined up for a 50 yard field goal. All right. Let me go. Let me go grab some snacks
0: because this can't is kick. going in. Hey, can't kick a field goal. There's no polls. <laughs> that's
1: right. I want to. We're gonna. Uh, Steven's gonna petition for the rules committee to get rid of field goal posts. Hey, we will just kick it towards the end zone. You
0: know, <laughs> if it, as, long as it reaches the end zone, we're good. <sighs> yeah.
1: Uh, man, that's yeah. I'm worried about that position just because it's 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 so important. Um, for whatever reason, the Cowboys don't prioritize that position, even though it. Every time you score, they, they got a chance to put a point, another point on the board. Or if you're in range, got a chance for three points. You know, that's those are game deciders. And uh, for whatever reason, we seem to be content with mediocre at that position.
0: I swear, it's like after Vanderjack, they were just like, we're not doing anything. If we get yeah. lucky, we get lucky. And if we don't and, we don't, and
1: we did. We got lucky with Dan Bailey. Mm-hmm. Undrafted free agent. You know, his, he missed his first, like, field goal or maybe even two field goals. And in, in that season in 2011, and they were about to cut him. But then he – I remember reading the story that in San Francisco week two of 2011, Dan Bailey, undrafted free agent, he had missed a field goal in the week one. And then week two, he missed another field goal against San Francisco. And they were like, all right, we're going to have to find something else. But then he hit the game-winning field goal to beat the 49ers in overtime. Or right before overtime no it was overtime and they were like all right let's get this let's give this guy a chance and then he went five for five the next week in week three and then he went on to be for a long time the most accurate kicker in nfl history until injuries kind of get him in and he he just lost his confidence but like
0: and he had folk he hero with him i'm he sorry you he had yeah. nick folk right yeah. like we you got a little lucky and, and you know maybe they're hoping they get lucky again but Even if you want, even if that's the case, I don't want one kicker in camp.
1: Yes. 100% agree. Right.
0: Right. Like that is a lot of, of usage, especially on a kicker who relies on staying healthy, no hamstring injuries, no, you know, like uh, I would bring somebody in.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah. You have to, you have
0: to. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be Garibay's regardless, unless he just gets to training camp and absolutely blows it.
1: I hope. I mean, he, you know, he seems – you look at him in college, he seemed like a solid kicker. You know, he made a very clutch kick uh, in college last year. Uh, man, I can't remember who the team it was, but I think it was like a 56-yarder fifty-six, game, 56 yarder to win the game. It was LSU, inspired. wasn't it?
0: It was LSU. Maybe.
1: maybe. I, I don't remember exactly who the opponent was, but it was, you know, very clutch, and you're like, all right, you know, maybe you do it and you just hope it translates to the NFL because mm-hmm. kicker. I think kicker might be the most crazy position to try to drive, to go from college to NFL and try to see who's good or not, because it, it's all over the place. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's all mental. Yeah. Most of it's mental. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can yeah. have the best, strongest leg in the world, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> so you know, yeah. Hopefully, we can, we, can, we can get lucky again with Garibay and um, have a solid kicker again for, for years to come. That's that's the hope. We'll to see what happens.
0: Yeah, uh, we'll find out in a little bit, you know. Yeah, truly. next month.
1: Next, next month? Uh, I, don't, I don't have to look at the dates. It's usually around my birthday. My birthday is July 22nd. Usually, when camp starts in California, when they go hit California. Um, so, I usually go into July, early August to try to get down there. Um, I will do that again this year and um, be able to provide some good, hopefully some good feedback on how, how, how it's going, how they're, I mean, they, how the kicker's going, how the team looks, how certain players are looking. And, you know, I, I love that part of it. And we got a lot, as we just went through, Dan, we got a lot of positions to look at this year and who's going to win. Where's the battle going to be? Cause right now there are a lot of question marks.
0: There are. There are. And yeah, and look, we, we know some of them are gonna get filled. We know some of them are get the answers are gonna come. We also know that some of the answers may not come. Yeah. And so we'll watch it. We'll see what happens. Um and, and look, we talk draft here. Hey, sp- spring spring ball starting our uh, colleges too. Like they're, they're you know, Absolutely. they're starting their summer stuff, they're doing all their off season stuff as well. So we'll start getting a picture for some of these guys coming coming next year too. Absolutely. Um, you know, this is the start of it for them too. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how it all goes and hopefully the the Cowboys get the answers and we don't have to worry about it. That's the hope, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We're worried about it.
1: You know, we're going to worry about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We're, we always worry about it, but you know what, at some point in time, we just hope that it all clicks and it all plays out the way we hope it plays out. And,
1: that's right and get that super you know,
0: ring. that's all any of us want well absolutely. all any of the cowboys fans want but screw the eagles fans cuz we don't care what they want yeah absolutely not yeah nobody cares <laughs> i don't um all right guys so that is our first episode back hopefully you guys are uh doing all right uh, again if you guys ever need anything uh need to talk remember keep keep care of your mentals uh reach out to us uh joseph where can we find you
1: yeah, you can find me on Twitter at J A Massey.
0: Perfect. Um, you can find me of course at Dan underscore Rupert on Twitter um, right here, of course, on the pod. And then you can find my stuff at Sport DFW um, on fansided. And uh, yeah, it should be should be some fun. Um, tomorrow, uh, I will be on Twitter doing a, uh, discussion with veterans on mental health and video games so if you're around and you want you you just happen to to go past my my account on the next couple of days take a look i'll be tweeting out some stuff as well on mental health and gaming so awesome. yep yep so all right guys we will catch you guys on the flip and uh it's good to be back
1: yep have a good one everybody
0: peace